What's up guys, Logan Boyce here, Director of Coaching with ERS. Welcome to another episode of the Team Building Podcast where we interview top team leaders, broker owners, and thought leaders from across North America. Today I have with me my right-hand man, my dog, my ace in the hole, Jonathan Ehrlich. Thanks so much for being here with me today, man. Thanks for having um, me. And we're talking about the basics. We're going back to the basics. We're talking about recruit, train, and retain. So we're really, really excited to dive in on that with you guys. We are going to go pretty skin deep here because of the time constraint that we have today. If you want more, we are offering a virtual boot camp from January 29th to February 2nd. You can head over to teambuildingbootcamp.com to learn a little bit more about that. But we wanted to give you guys kind of the, the breakdown, the the uh, the bird's eye view, the 10,000 foot view of what all this looks and feels like. So, man, let's let's dive in. Um, starting with, uh, you, start, man, I almost want to finish with recruiting cause it's like, everybody wants to know about the recruiting. Um, but you can't, you can't train what you haven't recruited. That's true. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. So we will start with recruiting. So, um, in 2024 that we're heading into right now, what are some of the, the techniques that you're teaching your one-on-one -on -one clients right now for recruiting? And then, you know, we'll just, we'll just riff on it right here today. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of funny. I was saying um, you can't train what you if you haven't recruited. Yeah. Um, but what is really neat is, uh, well, one of the things that I think people have to get wrap their heads around is, um, you know, the idea that you're approaching uh, the real estate business, not as a real estate agent, you're approaching it as a team lead. Yeah. So every single thing that you're doing is uh, focused on that agent attraction, right? Yep. Attracting agents to you. And part of that can be the fact that you offer coaching. Yep. Like what are the things that agents want? Yes. What do they need? Mm -hmm. And then broadcast that to them yep. to get them to come to you. How do you, what avenue do you choose to broadcast it? Well, you pick your buckets. Do you have a sphere of past realtors that you know? Do or you have worked with. Yeah. Or do you have, uh, is it online lead generation that you're doing like Indeed and, and stuff like that to try to, you know, recruit? Uh, or are you just flat out outbound prospecting? Are you right. just taking lists of agents and calling them? Or do you have an ISA team that's calling them uh, and you're just setting meetings to sit down with them? Right. I think it's funny. I always have uh, communications with team leads and uh, they've stepped out. Of, some of them have stepped out of production. And they think, okay, cool. Now I never have to lead gen ever again. <laughs> and it's like, well, no, you still got to call the agents though. Because, yeah. um, you know, so sometimes you have to. And, and even if it's, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a frigid cold call. You never met this this person before in your entire life. But at the very least, you know, if 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 we're we're leading Montreal's elite real estate group, if uh, Marty does a deal with somebody, we're going to reach out. We have an automated system. We have a, a procedure in place that when he finishes that 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 transaction, we find out who that other agent is on the other side of the deal, and we reach out to Marty to get the okay to reach out to them. And the reason why we do that is because I want to know whether Marty thinks he's, that this person he or she is going to be a good fit culturally for the team. Yeah. And if somebody really screwed the pooch on the transaction, we probably don't want them. So I, I think that's I think that's why. But that, that's that's one of the lowest hanging fruits you can possibly have. And if you're just starting your team building journey, you might be talking. You might not be able to have conversations with team members on your team because you don't have them. But when you have a great a great experience with another agent across from your transaction, that's such an easy way of reaching out and saying, "Hey, I'm I'm building something, and I I think you'd be a great part of it." 
Well, it's, it's so funny because we think about, okay, we need to have these drip campaigns set up for uh, agent retention and for uh, client retention, yep. um, but we don't, and like to be able to convert leads and stuff like that, yeah. but we don't put the same focus on, you know, funneling these people into our database of agents that we're going to keep in touch with to recruit. Right. Uh, and I love that we have this, we have this board uh, where it's like our hit list of the yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> that we're trying to, and it's, it's kind of a reminder of how, how it's, it's not overnight. It takes time. Of course. You yeah. Have to cultivate. And that makes it all the more important that you do make these agents feel special. You have to make them feel important and, and nurture the relationship that you're building with them uh, to eventually have them come over. And sometimes it's not right away. You know, sometimes it takes. It never is. I remember when we first started building the team all those years ago, uh, I was, I was hounding somebody. I don't remember who it was, but I was hounding them to join the team. And was it ghost protocol? Are you still? (laughs) (laughs) Don't start. Um, No, it wasn't. This was way before that. And um, I remember reaching out to Donna, our agency executive officer. And uh, that's like the broker owner for, those of you guys listening. Uh, and I asked her, I said, how long does it take to recruit somebody normally? She's like, is it, is it a new person or is it somebody that's well-established? And I said, no, it's well-established. She said, a year minimum, like minimum a year. Yeah. And it, it was just, it blew my mind. I was like, I didn't understand that because I was just starting the team building journey that, that, so when the expectation becomes that, then your dialogue changes a little bit and I'm less rushed. I'm not like closing for the appointment all the time. I'm more just checking in to see how they're doing and how, how I can add value in their life. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're moving. It's a big move. Dude, it's they're, huge. They're it's such a pain to, in the ass. Yeah. They're used to a certain way of, of things and then they would, they would move and it's a, it's a drastic shift. They need to be at that point at that time. Sometimes it's timing. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's funny that you say that cause that's exactly what Donna told me. She was like, if you stay on top of them in terms of you're just communicating with them regularly, they're going to have a situation where their broker owner or their team leader, whatever it is, is going to do something crappy Mm. and they're going to be pissed and you'll be the first person they call. And everybody that's listening has probably experienced that. They get a call from somebody being like, hey, it's time for a change. We need to meet. And that's like what everybody wants to hear. That's the golden call. You know, it's the equivalent to, hey, I need to sell my $2 million property or whatever, you know? Um, so it does happen. It happens all the time, but it only happens if you stay on top of them. Yeah. But yeah, back to kind of the lowing, lowest hanging fruit. If we're giving somebody the, the easy route to build a team the fastest, it's deals that you've done yeah. with, with somebody else. Deals that your team, if you're running a smaller team that want to grow, Anybody that's on your team right now, anybody that they're doing deals with, have a procedure in place. I've, I've coached people that have, a, have a, uh, a procedure where when they finish a deal or anybody from their team finishes a deal with somebody else, they get a letter sent to them. And if they don't have their personal address, it'll go to their office. And it's just, hey, thank you so much for uh, having such an amazing uh, transaction with us. Here's a gift card to something. Um, let, let us know if you ever want to chat. So funny because that's like a sphere technique exactly that you're using on agents, Thank and you. then like yeah, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. So, but that one of the other things that I've uh, hit with a couple of people, especially when they're newer, building out their team, and they're thinking about recruiting, they're thinking about okay, well, I have that like imposter syndrome, so I'd rather mm. not go to agents that I know right away. Right. Uh, I would rather you know go into like cold right people that don't necessarily know me so I don't ruin a relationship or something or like I I don't feel ready for that. Yeah. So all and usually like the schools are a great place to go for that. Yep. But 
um, then you're stuck training a lot. Yeah. So, and that's funny because we were talking about recruit, train, retain. So we kind of move into the train aspect here. Yep. Um, can somebody who's just starting, right? And they, they're like, they don't have any agents on their team. Yep. Can they get a new agent and train them effectively? Or do you think that would just eat up their time? I have to tell you, man, that was one of the weirdest moments when we started growing for the first time. You know, it was me, you, Delano, and what, maybe one other agent. Yeah. So we were running trainings for three people. It was weird, <laughs> yeah. man. It was super, super weird, but you had to do it. Yeah. And this was before ERS started offering the trainings. Yeah. Now it's a no brainer. You sign up for ERS and they train your agents every single week, twice a week, Mondays and Wednesdays. Well, and there's people there like, yeah. to your point when there's three people there, it's kind of like, oh, okay, is this really a training? This is really important. Yeah. When you're in a group where people are actually there and engaged, it, it opens it up a bit. Yeah. The Wednesday dialogue is great for that. Yeah. You know, I, that's my favorite thing is hearing people's pitches who are from like New York or around there versus people who are from the Midwest versus people from Arizona or Florida or whatever. Everyone's got different styles. It's so much fun to hear everybody's different ways of going about it, but it's all, it's all basically the same. You know, there's not a huge difference state by state or country or even country by country. You know, I coach Canadians, I, I coach Americans and it's, it's all, it's all the same. Objections yeah. are all the same. Yeah. So, I mean, having having that taken off of your plate with a platform like ERS to be able to offset training, that's that's still really big. Yep. But you're still going to find yourself needing to go to the appointments, needing to handhold uh, along the way. Yep. Um, and is is a new uh, team leader able to manage that or should they really focus on the first couple of people that they bring in make sure that those people are skilled enough to kind of take care of themselves a bit it's a little bit of both you know i think i think you want to i'm remembering when we got started obviously i was going on appointments with everybody yep. at first you know uh it, it depends everybody's journey is going to be different i think that's the the power of of ers now being able to offer one-on-one -on -one coaching is because everybody's path is going to be different. If you've already got a team of four agents and they're all capable, that's great. If you're recruiting, if your first two recruits are already capable people, that's awesome. But if your first two recruits are those people that require a little bit more handholding, you need to be able to navigate that. You need a little help with the training. You need a little help to free up your time to be able to make the time to go on those appointments with those agents. It's, it's obviously a lot to put on somebody's plate, but it, it depends what your goals are. If your goal is to step out of production and build a team, you're going to find a way. I think it's it's also <laughs> it goes back to that imposter syndrome of like trying to pretend that you're someone you're not or something that you're not. I am mm. I when you were saying that it brought me back to when we were first starting out yep. and we had only like a couple of agents yep. um, and a lot were newer and they needed a lot of help. But what was really interesting and neat about that was everybody was really understanding. Um, because we were pretty clear about where we were at yeah, and our goals were, Hey, we're going to do all these cool things. Yep. Right. And all those cool things kind of funny enough, bring us into retain. Um, so all, all of those cool things that we wanted to be able to do, we couldn't do yet, but we knew that was the goal and people yep. were down with that. Hell they yeah. Were cool with, Hey, yeah, you know what? We're not there yet, but you know, maybe this year for our team uh, event outing, we just went to La Ronde, right? We didn't right. do anything crazy. La Ronde is an amusement park. Yeah. It's like so six, six flights. <laughs> six, yeah, yeah, I think they've got six, six flights. Six flights. Uh, so, yeah, and it's, it was still like it was a blast. It was super, yeah, fun. super fun. It's like team building. And that camaraderie is what will help carry things forward. So I guess more than what's important in terms of skill is what's important in terms of can you connect with the people inside of your team? Yeah. How's the communication? Build? 
Because if you're communicating, hey, these are our goals, and we've done that really, really well year over year. We're saying, okay, this this year's goal is we want to implement this feature or that feature or whatever. Uh, the one that pops to mind the quickest is we said, hey, when we get to 17 agents or 16 agents or whatever, when we get there, we're hiring a sign runner. Yeah. You know, because I don't want people putting up their signs. Yeah. And uh, it, just because we were losing a ton of signs, so it was kind of a no-brainer for us. But um, yeah, <laughs> we didn't, hidden we, benefit of keeping track of signs. <laughs> yeah, dude. So we we tried everything. We we've done the numbering, the signs, yeah. signing it in and out, all that dumb crap, and uh, none of it worked. And then finally, we're like, you know what? Screw it. We're at 15 or 16 agents right now. We're hiring a, a sign runner. And uh, shout out to Mikey. He does a great job. Yeah. And uh, and and yeah. So just always saying, hey, there's more coming. Yeah. Because the, the whole retaining thing is everybody wants to be able to fit inside your world. Yeah. And if your world isn't big enough, if your dreams, if your goals, if your, t if your aspirations are not big enough, then they will be outgrown by the people around you and then they will leave. And we've, we've had, listen, we've had that happen, you know, earlier yeah. on, we've had people leave because, you know, we, to, to, to our uh, detriment, we didn't grow fast enough to keep them in that, in that. Uh, in our world, in our zone, in that, you know, aspiration bubble, whatever you want to call it. It's so funny because it is really like this balancing act and like you're going to stumble a little bit. You're going to fall. You're going to pick yourself back up. But yeah, you're going to train people and get them to a point where they get so big that they either outgrow where you're at right now and they need something different um, or you catch it early enough and you can you can balance that. Um you know, or you're going to, you're going to figure out like, okay, I need to start offering these things too. Mm -hmm. I need to start giving these things. And that's actually funny enough. Uh, I love the team leader trainings because, uh, from the, the RS, uh, team leader trainings, yeah. Oh yeah. because you're hearing directly from the team leaders, things that they're doing, things that they're offering, things that they're doing for retention. And you're like, man, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. It's an amazing mastermind group. Yeah. One of them was like accounting, like they help their whole team with accounting. That's so like, cool. I didn't even think of that. That wasn't even on the map. Now it is. Yeah, that's so that's so awesome. Yeah, realtors are not good at that, so that's that's really <laughs> smart. They're not good at, and like it's uh, that team. They were he was talking about how much easier it is if they all just do it, right? Because then he could just manage all of it. And right, it makes it so much easier. So yeah, I think like when you start getting those things percolating around and then you can get excited about it because you're like, hey, we're going to offer sign runners. Yeah. Right. And we were so excited about sign runners because it's like the most, it's the stupidest thing to have to do. And you don't look like, you don't look like a real estate professional when you go to put a sign up. That's so true. Hot out. You're sweating. Yep. Maybe you have high heels and you're trying to swing a hammer and it just doesn't look good. No, not at all. You look like the janitor. You don't look like the realtor. So true. Yeah. You yeah. want to show up and be the realtor. So it's like yeah. we are offering that now and that's so cool. Yeah. It was awesome to be able to do that. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, Jeff is so amazing at just offering way more value than could be expected. He did that through his entire team growth of Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group. He's continuing to do that with KW Elite. And it's just so much value thrown at them to the point where they don't know where else they could get it. One of the things that we've done, which which I think helps with retention as well, is creating a world where they can grow and their splits get better and better. Yeah. And of course, I got to put an asterisk on what I'm about to say, because if you don't have things like, you know, uh, uh, marketing service agreements or what is it called now? Um, I said it before, whatever. The, the partnership thing that, agreements like the yeah yeah thank you uh, strategic partnerships you um if you don't have broker fees if you don't have other ways of bringing in the money you might not be able to offer as aggressive of a split so keep that in mind what i'm about to tell you 
Um, but having a way where somebody can get to like an 80-20 or an 85-15 or whatever it might be, getting them to have that aspiration, hey, when I hit that volume goal of mine, I'm going to get even more. I'm going to grow even more. So yeah. keeping like adding or at least setting up the, the rungs on the ladder so that they can continue to climb and giving them something to, to reach for, I think is really cool. And then we even ideated around um, what to do when they reach the highest echelon is how can we reward them? How can we make them feel special? Yeah. You know, the whole goat package and everything and uh, getting them a dedicated office that they can just chill in and have peace, you know, and rewarding them like, like they're, like they're the ballers that they are, you yeah. know, making sure that you, you know, stay out of their way. You know, I think Andy was talking about that on the last, uh, team building, uh, not team building, uh, uh, team leader training was yeah. just like, get, stay out of the rock stars way. Yeah. Like the rock star needs to work. You know, you're there to support him. You're not there to like, make sure that they're this, this, and this, you know, you give them a little bit more freedom because they're the rock stars and that's how they're going to stick around is when you give them the freedom that they want. I think that's, yeah. When you get into the retention side of it, you kind of have to, you have to, cater a little bit more to those those rock stars kind of just different things that they're going to need they're going to need different things yep like we've had it before where some of our our rock star agents don't want to take leads anymore 100 um, percent, and that's because they don't have time for it they don't have time and it's less money for them why would they do it right if right? their spheres kicking ass why why would they take a lead at 50 50 that's it unless there's some sort of thing that we can build out for them that incentivizes them to right. work those leads then there's no need for them to do that. They should right. be focusing on their higher producing things and we should be giving their those leads to the agents who actually need them. Yep. And so I'm we're very clear with when we meet with agents too. We say, listen, there's reasons why agents stay with us on the team. And it's when you're a fresher agent, you're staying on the team because we're inundating you with leads. Yep. And they're pretty damn good. And you're gonna that's what's gonna kickstart your business. Because every single lead that you take gets added to your sphere of influence every single time. So it's you're growing your database with every single closing that you get. As you grow, as you do more and more and more volume, then what's going to happen is you're going to retain because of the administrative services because you don't have time, energy, bandwidth to be, be in charge of hiring an administrator. Even if they're virtual, you still have to create the little quick time videos of everything that they're supposed to do with your Canva, with your this, with your that or whatever. It's so much freaking work. And I, even them, they don't really understand that. They're just like, yeah, well, whatever. I can hire a VA for 25 bucks an hour or 10 bucks an hour, whatever it is. It's bullshit. It's not, it's not correct at all. But it's, it's a lot of your time to train. That. Exactly. That's, so yeah. different levels of agents will, re, will stay retained based on what's offered. And you need to make sure that you're offering all of that for different levels. And I think that's one of the reasons why we want, we wanted it to be, okay, when you start off, you're on a certain split because we know we're going to have to give them more time, more of our time. Yeah. We know we're going to have to go on more appointments with them. They're going to be coming into our office, barging in, asking more questions. So all of that sucks out our time. Our time is worth money. The split is wor worse for the agent, quote unquote, uh, if you're brand new. But as you grow, your split goes up. One of the funniest stories I tell is when we first went to Omaha, we carbon copied Jeff's uh, split structure. Yeah. Which was for every million you would go up. It was 60, 40, then 65, 35, all the way up to 80, 20 based on a million dollars. What I didn't realize was a, I had no strategic partnership money. Yeah. And B, our average sale price is like well double. over double yeah. Omaha's. So I was putting everybody on, on 80, 20s who crossed 4 million. And it's like, that's like four yeah. sales or something. Yeah. It's crazy. 
But yeah, it was too funny. But everyone, yeah, everyone hitting eighty twenties. It was just everyone insane. hit eighty twenties. It was hilarious. But, but we we kept them grandfathered in. We're nice people. Yeah, exactly. But I think <laughs> I think beyond that too is for the retention side of things is. Um, people want to feel special too. Yeah. Right. Anything you can do to make somebody feel special is much more likely to make them want to stay on. Yep. Right. So I think getting to, uh, getting to, to do something special, like we were talking about, um, the goat room, right. The greatest of all time and having a special room in our office that would be, uh, for those people that reach that echelon for those people. And then we would give them, I forget what we had talked about. It's in the notes though. Yeah. Um, we would give them something and when they would get it, it would, it would come in a nice, like fancy yeah, box. Super fancy. Cause everything that's worth something comes in like this fancy, like everything that's really expensive comes in a really fancy box. Yep. <laughs> so get a fancy box and like make it all really special for them. Just kind of make it more special. Yep. Um, make and then it, we, t- we took out the top three agents last year. Yep. You know, making them feel super special, you know, yeah, and I, I think that's that plays so much in retention is just giving your time to make these agents feel special because they deserve to feel that way because they're contributing. And Jeff has an amazing quote, which I'll steal right now, which is you should be spending time with the people that are feeding and clothing your family. Yeah. As a team leader, live by that. Wow. You know, if you're going to go to lunch, why are you going to go to lunch with somebody that's not feeding or clothing your family? The agents on your team are feeding and clothing your family. Yeah. So to recap what we talked about today. Uh, recruiting the lowest hanging fruit is going to be on the other side of the transaction, whether that's you as a starting team leader, or if you have a couple of agents, anybody that's on the other side of those agencies transaction for training, plug into ERS. And if you need more information about what ERS can do for you in terms of a group, group coaching method, or if you need that one-on-one coach, head over to ersdemocall.com. And then for retention, use your time to make the agents feel special, whether that's focusing on the top producers on the team or the, the, the everybody else, you need to be spending your time to make them feel special in some way and offering enough value and keeping them in your aspiration bubble, which I, I just coined that term just now. And it. if you want to d- dive deeper into recruit, train and retain, we have a virtual boot camp happening from January 29th to February 2nd. And you can hop on and register right now at teambuildingbootcamp.com. Once again, that's teambuildingbootcamp.com. Thanks so much for tuning into another episode of the Team Building Podcast. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time. <laughs>